fortune that he had made, for he and Miss Arden's sweetheart were partners. The children and their aunt talked whenever they met of the glorious time that was coming, and how when father and Uncle Jim, they called him Uncle Jim already, came home, they were all going to live in the country and be happy ever after. And then the news came that father and Uncle Jim had been captured by brigands, and all the money was lost too, and there was nothing left but the house on the cliff. So Miss Arden took the children from the expensive school in London, and they all went to live in the cliff house, and as there was no money to live on, and no other way of making money to live on except letting lodgings, Miss Arden let them like the brave lady she was, and did it well. And then came the news that father and Uncle Jim were dead, and for a time the light of life went out in Cliff House. This was two years ago, but the children never got used to the lodgers. They hated them. At first they had tried to be friendly with the lodgers' children, but they soon found out that the lodgers' children considered Edred and Elfrida very much beneath them and looked down on them accordingly. And very often the lodger's children were the sort of children on whom anybody might have looked down if it were right and kind to look down on anyone. And when Master Reginald Potts of Peckham puts his tongue out at you on the parade and says right before everybody, Lodgings, yeah! It is hard to feel quite the same to him as you did before. When there were lodgers and there nearly always were, for the house was comfortable, and people who had been once came again. The children and their aunt had to live in the very top and the very bottom of the house, in the attics and the basement, in fact. When there were no lodgers, they used all the rooms in turn to keep them aired, but the children liked the big basement parlour room best, because there all the furniture had belonged to dead-and-gone Arden's, and all the pictures on the walls were of Arden's dead-and-gone. The rooms that the lodgers had were furnished with a new sort of furniture that had no stories belonging to it, such as belonged to old polished oak tables and bureau that were in the basement parlour. Edred and Elfrida went to school every day and learned reading, writing, arithmetic, geography, history, spelling and useful knowledge, all of which they hated quite impartially, which means they hated the whole lot one thing as much as another. The only part of lessons they liked was the homework, when, if Aunt Edith had time to help them, geography became like adventures, history like storybooks, and even arithmetic suddenly seemed to mean something. I wish you could teach us always, said Edred, very inky and interested for the first time in the exports of China. It does seem so silly trying to learn things that are only words in books. I wish I could, said Aunt Edith, but I can't do 29,017 things all at once, and a bell jangled. That's the seventh time since tea. She got up and went into the kitchen. There's the bell again, my poor Eliza. Never mind, answer the bell, but don't answer them, whatever they say. It doesn't do a bit of good, and it sometimes prevents their giving you half-crowns when they leave. I do love it when they go, said Elfrida. Yes, said her aunt. A cab, top-heavy with luggage, 
The horse's nose turns stationward. It's a heavenly sight when the bill is paid and... But then I'm just as glad to see the luggage coming. Chickens, when my ship comes home, we'll go and live on a desert island where there aren't any cabs and we won't have any lodgers in our cave. When I grow up, said Edred, I shall go across the sea and look for your ship and bring it home. I shall take a steam tug and steer it myself. Then I shall be captain, said Elfrida. No, I shall be captain. You can't if you steer. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Well, do then, said Elfrida. And while you're doing it, I know you can't, I shall dig in the garden and find a gold mine, and Aunt Edith will be rolling in money when you come back, and she won't want your silly old ship. Spelling next, said Aunt Edith.